0: Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us in an ayah an ayah in the Quran which it says about Lam ara ashad minha. I've not found a stronger or more severe warning in a verse other than this verse in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that verse is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, tell them Muhammad sallallahu sallam, in kana aba'ukum if your fathers and your sons and your brothers and your wives and your kin people and the wealth which you've gathered and the houses which you live or dwell in and you're pleased with and more beloved to you than Allah and His Prophet and jihad and the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Wait. The ulama of Tafsir the they say, wait Wait for a punishment An immediate punishment Or delayed punishment And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ended the ayah by saying la Allah does not guide the fussaq Once Umar was with the Prophet alayhi wasallam, And his hand was in the hand Of the Prophet alayhi wasallam. So he said to the Prophet alayhi wasallam, Ya Rasulullah Innaka ahab. You are the most beloved to me more than everything except for my own self. The Prophet ﷺ said, No, Umar, no, until I swear by the one, my soul is in his hand. Until I'm more beloved to you than your own self. At this point, Umar said, Al an right now, verily, you're more beloved to me than my own self. Then the Prophet Sallallahu said, Al an, Ya Umar. Right, this is the right thing that Umar. An answer. Imagine Hadith in which the Prophet said, whoever has three qualities will find the sweetness of Iman. And one of those qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet is more beloved to him than everything else. And once a person asks the Prophet when is the hour? When is the day of judgment? The Prophet said to him that what have you prepared? He said, not much, except I love Allah and I love the Prophet the Prophet ﷺ said, Anta You be with the one who you love. And as the narrator of the hadith, he said, Ma We have never, as the companions of the Prophet, ﷺ, we've never become happy as we became happy with this hadith. Why were they happy? He said, I love the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And I love Abu Bakr and Umar to show us from loving the Prophet is to love his companions that I love these people فأرجو, so therefore I am hopeful even if I didn't do what they did in actions I have a great hope I'll be with these people because of this love for the Prophet so in the first ayah the ulama such as Qadi Iyad he said وَكَفَ ayah this ayah is sufficient as a portion wa and as an attention an a alert a proof and evidence as a proof for the obligation to love the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam imam sa'di rahimahullah ta'ala he said, al-ayah karima a'zam al this verse is the greatest evidence in the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala wujubi mahabbati rasulillah the obligation to love the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and not just to love him wa taqdeemuha ya'an mahabbatuhu ala mahabbat kulli shay to put the love of Allah and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam above all other things my brothers and sisters there are many many ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ni'm for me ni'mati Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an alam is pain Because when you feel pain, it's warning you. It's a signal something is not right. So you find the most destructive of diseases, such as cancer, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from that. Until it becomes terminal or it's too late, that's when you feel the pain. The most destructive diseases. Likewise, when it comes to spiritual diseases, there's things we do not feel, but they are destructive to us spiritually. And one of those things, That we may not feel that's missing from us is love of the Prophet. And how do we know this is missing from us? What is the litmus test? How do we know this? Is that somebody diabetic? How does he know he's diabetic? He goes for blood tests, urine tests, and they test him. How do we know this? What is the litmus test? Love of the Prophet, the proof of it is what? Al-Ittiba'ah. To follow the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, love of Allah subhanahu wa taala, the litmus test. If you want to see, do I love Allah? Is to follow the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and that's Allah subhanahu wa taala said, "Qul in kuntum Say, if you love Allah, then follow me. And we as an ummah will never become rectified. Our affairs will never become rectified, except for rectify the first generation. And that which rectified the first generation, the sahaba and those who came after them was love of the Prophet. ﷺ. And ittiba following the Prophet. ﷺ. And we have many, many examples, maybe this khutbah could not even cover. But we we'll mention a few of these examples. From this example of the love of the Prophet, ﷺ is that after the battle of Uhud, after the battle of Uhud, when the news and the rumor had spread that the Prophet has been killed. The people of Medina, the Muslims, came out to get news of the Prophet sallallahu out of love for the Prophet sallallahu and amongst them was a woman, and all oh, she asked when the people were coming, despite that her father was in the battle, her brother was in the battle, her son was in the battle, the first thing she asked when the mujahideen came back, ماذا فعل رسول الله sallallahu What has happened to the Prophet sallallahu They said to her, ما تأبُوكِ. Your father has died. What did she say? She said, How is the Prophet? They said to her, your brother has died. She said, What has happened to the Prophet? They said to her, your son has died. She said, How is the Prophet? Is the Prophet? At this point, they realized this is what she was concerned about. They said to her, he is okay. She said, I'm not going to rest hatta arahu until I see him. After she saw the Prophet alaihi said, with her own eyes, she said, كُلُّ مَصَاعِبْ بَعْدَكَ Any calamity after you is insignificant. Some might say, this is sentiments and emotion. But this is a person i just been told about the death of her husband, the death of her son, the death of her brother. And you find this in the Sahaba that the greatest calamity is to lose the Prophet. And that's why once the Prophet mentioned the hadith. And when he mentioned this hadith, Abu Bakr and Abu Bakr cried severely. Said al-Khudri, the of the hadith, he said, I was wondering, what's wrong with the Shaykh Abu Bakr? Why is he crying? He said, kan He was the most knowledgeable of us, Abu Bakr. So he knew the meaning of the hadith. And that hadith, when the Prophet sallallahu said, Inna rojulan Allah Baina zahrat hayati dunya wa ma indahu fakhtar ma indah. That Allah has given a man a choice Of the adornments of the life of this world Or that which is with him. And what does this mean? The departure of the Prophet sallallahu When Abu Bakr he heard this, he cried. He knew the Prophet sallallahu alaihi was about to pass away. So he said, wa ummahatina. وَأُمَّهَاتِنَا We're ready to sacrifice our fathers and our mothers for you, the Prophet wasallam. And this is not just lip service, they will do it. Because Abu Bakr Siddiq, his father Abu Quhafa, when he accepted Islam, what a joy for Abu Bakr that your father has accepted Islam. But when Abu Talib passed away, the uncle of the Prophet, what did Abu Bakr say to the Prophet? And when he passed away, Abu Talib as a kafir, as a disbeliever, he said, I would have loved for your uncle to be in my father's position and for my father to be in your uncle's position. SubhanAllah. Look at the love of the Sahaba for the Prophet. That I wish your uncle accepted Islam and not my father. Look at this love. And out of this love, they used to love to honor the Prophet sallallahu So when the Prophet sallallahu arrived in Medina, he descended or arrived in the house of Abu Ayyub al-Ansari. And Abu Ayyub al-Ansari had a house, as we mentioned in the seerah, of two stories, two floors house or two story house. So he said to the Prophet sallallahu "You stay on the upper floor. I'll stay on the lower floor." The Prophet sallallahu alaihi said, "Al-suflu bina yakhshani ashabi." The lower floor is better because I'm going to receive many visitors. So he stayed on the lower floor. Abu Ayyub al ansari He said, Because I was on the upper floor. He said, I paid attention. I noticed. I'm walking on a ceiling, and under it is the Prophet. For Jamatu, I said, I just confined myself to one corner of the house. Subhanallah. He could not walk upon the ceiling, the Prophet وسلم, is bidding. He said one day, a vessel which would contain water, you know, store water, it broke. He said, We brought up every single cloth we had in the house. And we had no other cloth to dry the house. That not even a single drop should drop on the Prophet. Abu al Ayyub, al Ansari, he said, I used to send food to the Prophet. ﷺ. We would never eat except after him. He said, one day I sent food to the Prophet وسلم, for vizid. I was shocked. He sent it back. So he went to the Prophet. وسلم, and the food he had sent back was onion. He said, Ah. Is it haram? The Prophet وسلم, said, لا, لا لا You do not speak to those who I speak to. And who are these? The angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it was not haram, but Abu Ayyub al ansari He said, Ma so long as you hate it, I also hate it. Even though it's not haram. So long as you hate it, I hate it. They used to honor the Prophet sallallahu Another example is the Battle of Khandaq. In the Battle of Khandaq, when they were digging the trenches, Anas Ahwan, Jabir ibn Abdullah, he said, ma Three days passed, we didn't eat a single thing. For three days. He said, we came across a sakhra, a heavy rock and we had to break the rock, none of us had the strength to do it. So we went to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, when I reached the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, tied around his stomach was a stone. And what was the purpose of the stone? To ward off the pains of hunger. And not only could he see the stone around the stomach of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, I could see hunger on the face of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was extremely hungry. He said the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came be mi'war, to break the rock. He said, he said, Bismillah and the rock became like dust. So Jabir ibn Abdullah after they said to the Prophet, wa sallam, li and can you allow me to go home? He didn't tell the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam what he was about to do. So he went to his wife and said, min What do you have from food? He said, shay'an ma li I have witnessed, I have seen something today I could not be patient with. You know what he saw today? That the Prophet wa sallam, was hungry. He said, I could not bear with this. His wife said to him, we've only got a handful of wheat. A handful of wheat and one small goat. But we will sacrifice that. But she warned it before he left. She said, amama wa man ma'ahu. She said, do not embarrass me, shame me in front of the Prophet ﷺ, and those with him. Falaatik bi elfaraj. Do not bring a thousand people. Just bring a small group of people. So Jabir radiallahu anhi said, for the hab to fesaral I went and I gave the glad tidings to Prophet. Secretly told him, I've got food. So he said, for either all of a sudden bi rasulillah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you near the ahla al khandaq halumu qad san ajab lakum ta'ameen. He said, all of a sudden the Prophet said to scream to people in the tent, come, come, come. Jabir is preparing food for all of you. He said, He said, I was overcome by such embarrassment that none knows but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet said to him, Do not put the food on the fire until I come to you. When the Prophet reached the house of Jabir ibn Abdullah, the Prophet spat into the meat and he made dua and barakah. And likewise the door. جاب رضي الله عنه بالله قد أكلوا وتحولوا It said they ate so much and they turned away from the food and the meat remained as it was and they kept baking the dough the dough remained as it was and you know what جاب رضي الله عنه said in that hadith said, and there's a thousand of us a thousand men but the point from this hadith is the love of جاب رضي الله for the Prophet ﷺ و من أبرز ذلك from the most apparent of this is سلح hudaybiyah in Surah Hudaibiyyah, one of the Quraysh, who was a kafir at that time, Urwa ibn Mas'ud al-thaqafi, he said to the Quraysh, let me go and see what's with Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam." They sent him as a ain, jasus, a spy. So he went to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he said to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that, "La if what you want Muhammad, is to fight the Quraysh, what tamtasir alayhim, musta ahad min qablikah qawma, nobody before you, has made the blood of his people halal. But I warn you, if your plan doesn't work, I could not see anybody around you because he looked at the Sahaba hungry. They were tired. You could see poverty. He said, I don't see anybody around you except for riffraffs. If the Quraysh turn on you, these people abandon you. At this point, one of the Sahaba عنه, he said, we're going to leave him and abandon him. He said, Umsus badrallat. A word I could not say here. He insulted him with such a bad insult. Urwa was shocked. He said, Man qala Who said this? The Prophet wasallam, said, and he smiled, Ibn Abi Kuhafa, the son of Abu, Quhafa, Abu Bakr as Siddiq radiallahu anhu. Urwa was from the chiefs of Quraysh. He said, kainat laka alayhi la If it wasn't the fact that I know you from Jahiliyyah and what you've done for me, I would have answered you. At this point again, Uruwa continued to negotiate with the Prophet ﷺ until he started to stroke the beard of the Prophet. ﷺ. As the Arabs do sometimes, stroke each other's beard. But the Sahaba could not stand this. It's not good manners with the Prophet. ﷺ. So one of the sahaba, a young man, he was fully covered, his face was fully masked, and he had a sword in his hand. Every time Urwa would strike the beard of the Prophet to stroke it, he would strike him with the sword on his hand. So Urwa would forget himself, he would do and he hit him on the hand. Urwa became disturbed, he said, man hada? Who is this person? As Ajani, The Prophet ﷺ smiled and said, hada Ibn Akhiq, This is the son of your brother. Urwa was shocked. Not only is the son of his brother, he said, Ghuda. You, the treacherous one, ما زلت till this very day I'm paying for your treachery. You know what the treachery was? The sahabi Mughir ibn Shu'ba was the nephew of Uruwa. He had killed 13 people. They were drunk and he killed all 13 people. He took all their wealth and he went to the Prophet sallallahu He said, I want to become a Muslim. The Prophet sallallahu to show his and said, أَمَّا Islam mink. As for Islam, I accept it. As for the wealth, I can't take it because he's brought with treachery. But now there remained one issue. He killed 13 men from another tribe. So the tribe now, they wanted to kill Urwa. His uncle had to, play the, had to pay the blood money for each and every single man. And he was still paying it to that very day. So he shocked. I did this for you. And you're the one striking me with my hand with the sword. After this Urwa, he started to look at the action of the companions. And this is why I said, from the most apparent of it. And I read it as Urwa radiallahu anhu, he mentioned. Urwa, he mentioned, after what happened with the Prophet sallallahu he said, Wafed, to al-Muluk." He said, I've gone past many, many, and passed by many, many kings, such as Qisra, Qaysar, and Najashi. He said, I have never seen a people who obey their kings as Muhammad is obeyed." He said, They will never raise their voice in his company. They could never look at him directly out of awe and respect to the Prophet. He said, He will never give an order except he will just point and they will do it immediately. And he says, And no would he spit or take out a phlegm from his throat. All spit except they will rush to grab the spit and rub it all over their body. SubhanAllah. He said, <laughs> Not a single drop of his wudu would drop on the floor. They will rush to grab the wudu of the Prophet. ﷺ. That will drip from him. He said, I've never seen this before. So he said to Quraysh, if he's to fight these people, he cannot fight. They don't care what you're going to do to them. Look at this love of the anhum for the Prophet. ﷺ, and this is what made them successful. Now this love of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the Sahaba understood that if they did not have it فَتَرَبَّسُوا Wait for a painful punishment that the Prophet Sallallahu had to be more beloved to them than their family and the love of the Prophet was ittiba to follow him not only to follow him to go against anybody that went against the order of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam even if it be their father or their son so Abdullah bin Umar he told his son Bilal a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi wasallam that do not prevent the few servants of Allah from going to the masjid. His son said to him, I'm going to prevent them. I'm going to prevent them. Abdullah bin Umar, he looked at his son. He said, I am giving you a hadith of the Prophet and you're telling me this. He said, I will never speak to you again. He kicked him out of his house. He never spoke to his son or entered upon him until he died. He didn't even go to him when he died. This is how much the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ meant to them. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, la yahdi That Allah doesn't guide the evil livers. And the punishment for those who reject the sunnah, as we said, ajilat, will be in this dunya humiliation and in the akhirah. In this dunya wal-akhirah, and the muhadithin, the scholars of hadith we know about the hadith of and the sunnah of the Prophet they had a special jealousy one of them was ulama al-nusa, one of the scholars of Egypt one of the biggest muhaddithin of our time Ahmed Shakir rahimallahu ta'ala Ahmed Shakir, his son Muhammad Shakir was also a scholar and at that time was the wakil of Azhar so at the time of Malik Farooq, King Farooq King Farooq sent a man called Hussein to Paris and he was going to be honored on that particular day. So King Farooq prayed in the masjid. And the Khatib, the person giving the khutbah, in praising King Farooq, what he's done by sending him to Paris and sponsoring him, in praising him, he said, Look at this King Farooq. He never frowned, nor did he turn away when a blind person came to him. Because Allah Ta'ala said about Allah, Abbas, but as for King Farooq, he never frowned or turned away. Muhammad Shakir, the son of Ahmed Shakir, was in the khutbah. Before the khutbah could finish, he stood up. He said, Ya, a'idu Salat al dhuhr run fa inna imam Qad kafar. All oh, people, repeat Salatu jum'a al dhuhr because the imam has left Islam. Immediately, when he said this, and remember, this is a khatib of King Farooq, the case was raised against him to the court. So the only ulama they could go to the official ulama, ulum of Azhar. He's the dean of Azhar. So he said, I don't want the scholars of Azhar. What I want you to do instead is for you to go to the non-Muslim Orientalist and ask them, is this disrespectful to the Prophet? They knew they were going to lose the case, they dropped the case. Ahmed shakir his father, to show the result those was going against the Sunnah. He said, one day I was passing by a masjid. In places like Egypt and Nigeria, you have people that collect your shoes and give them some money. And they sweep the floors in the masjid. They said, I passed by a masjid. I saw a man who was collecting people's shoes on the floor. It was that same imam that has said that. Humiliation. Ajila. Once, a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, that when you get up in your morning, wash your hands three times before you put it into the vessel, the food. A person said, because the Prophet said, La tadri. You do not know where your hand was. So one person said, I know where my hand was. كانت It was on my bed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused his hand to become paralysed immediately. So you take away from this love, obligation, for love of him is ittiba'u. Loving him is to follow him. Loving him is not to celebrate his birthday, which is a bid'ah. Loving him, if you truly love him, is ittiba'. Look at Majnun Layla in his poetry. He went to the city, he was kissing the walls in the city. He said, not because of the love of the walls, but the love of the person in the wall. So if we truly love the Prophet we should copy no aspects of our life. Repeat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes of muhibin Rasulullah for those who love the Prophet, for those who love the companions of the Prophet and for those who love the scholars. Because the scholars were anbiya. they are the inheritors of the Prophet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has orders us all, which is part of our love of the Prophet, wa sallam, of order that he began with himself, the angels, and thirdly, you believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In the law of Malaika to you, Saluna ala Nabi, Yea ayyuhal ladina, Salu alayhi wa selimutasliwa. Allah must salli ala Muhammadim wa ala Ali Muhammad, Kema sallaita ala Ibrahim wa ala Ali Ibrahim in Naka Hamidu Majid.